1: Raheem Palmer, betting analyst from The Ringer. You can follow him on Twitter at I am rastradamus and subscribe to The Ringer Gambling Show, uh, wherever you download your favorite podcasts, for the latest betting advice and insights across the world of sports. Raheem, looking good on FanDuel TV on Sundays, my friend. How's that experience been for you?
0: It's been incredible, man. It's been really incredible. Um, you know, just, I mean, hanging with the guys has been great. You know, cousin Sal, house, JJ. Um, last week we had Harry. He was hilarious. So, um, it's just a great experience and I'm just learning and growing every day.
1: It, um, you know, it, it really warms my heart to hear that you and, and Harry Gagnon were, we're rubbing shoulders and chopping it up about all things betting because I talk to both of you for about ten minutes every single week of my life. So uh, I'm I'm quite fond of you two, and and that's really cool to hear. So it's like a it's one of those small world moments, even though we all live in different pockets of the U S. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so you want to vent your frustrations on your Cowboys? You were on them on Sunday night. I tailed you on that pick. It felt like the right side. It felt like the sharp move, and both of us could not have been more wrong about that oh is God, that, that was bad so
0: like honestly like i just had to downgrade the cowboys and you know coming into this year a lot of sharp betters, a lot of professionals view the cowboys as a team who was a legitimate super bowl contender and we're seeing that there's levels and they're not at that level unfortunately so um it was it was eye-opening but i'm glad i got the lesson now as opposed to you know later on
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good point now now we know what to do with dallas moving forward and, Dak is just, he is who he is at this point. I, I don't think there's any changing that. Uh, before I dive into the spreads themselves, if this time of year is just so crazy hectic. I, I see you out there betting on postseason baseball. Your Phillies are making a nice little run. You know, they got a big game coming up in about an hour and a half. Preseason NBA, there's some gems to find there. And of course, the NFL. Do you feel like you're spread too thin as a sports better this time of year? Or do you just sort of bask in it?
0: Honestly, it's a lot, <laughs> especially since I got into baseball. Um, because I know in the past it was really – I was just heavy on football and some basketball, but I've been playing baseball, and it just feels overwhelming. And then now we've reached a point to where I feel like, you know, WNBA has been becoming a thing. You know, like I'm I'm really into the WNBA finals. So it's just so much. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's the best time of the year. So um, I, I'm never going to complain because, you know, when summer hits, I'm going to miss all of
1: this. Right, yeah. In, in July, remind me that we had this conversation. We're talking to Raheem Palmer, betting analyst from The Ringer. Let's highlight some of these NFL games. We'll start with Thursday night football. Chiefs favored by 10.5 against the Broncos. It's a big number, uh, but, I mean, if you've got to back a clown show in Denver if you want the points. I'm, I'm tempted, but it doesn't feel nice. Any play on Thursday with those two teams?
0: So, there's supposed to be some weather issues. I mean, I mean, we're talking about, you know, um, there's, there's like six games with weather issues, and that's supposed to be one of them. But, I mean, the one thing you see with the Chiefs is that Patrick Mahomes, I mean, like he's a great quarterback, one of the best to ever do it, but he doesn't cover much as a double-digit favorite. Just 8-13-1, that's 38% against the spread, as a double-digit favorite throughout his career. So, you, the time you want to back Patrick Mahomes as either an underdog of three or favorite of three, um, in between those spread ranges, but any anything between that, you kind of really want to stay away from Patrick Mahomes. So, um, I would be leaning towards the Broncos in this matchup. I mean, we, we, the one thing we know about this Chiefs team is that their offense isn't what it used to be. So, um, I think if you if you gotta hold your nose, take like the Broncos here.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's still the divisional aspect of it. Do you think that comes into play at all, where these these teams, specifically the Broncos, who just have had a hard time getting up for these games, it just doesn't seem like they're fully locked in? Maybe maybe um, Sean Payton, he's white noise to this team. Is that part of the analysis, and that you would expect short week, divisional opponent, um, that, that that's part of the cap here as well?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it, it's short week, divisional opponent – Large spread, weather, um, just coming off of a disappointing loss. If they don't win in this spot, then, or I mean, if they don't even you know bring it in this spot, they're really in a bad way. So I think out of all the times that you know the back the Broncos team, this is the spot. And, I mean, even you look at last year, even when the Broncos were, I mean, they were really bad last year, and they still you know put up you know a good fight against the Chiefs. So um, the divisional aspect is everything.
1: So the Jags took care of business in London against the Falcons. They took care of business against the Bills, won and covered. Both of those games, do they carry that momentum over? And how sh- how worried should we be about their travel back to the states? It's one of the reasons that if you like the Jags last Sunday, that they were staying put, but now they have to travel back. Jags minus four and a half uh, going up against Indy without Anthony Richardson. How do you view that one?
0: Oh, this is a brutal spot. Um, you know, it's so funny because you know when I first saw this game on the calendar, you automatically think. You know what? I gotta take the Jags. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but the last time the Colts won in Jacksonville, September fourteenth, two thousand and fourteen, 2014, when Andrew Luck was still the quarterback. <laughs> That's the last time they won. It's been a house of horrors for, you know, Jacksonville. I mean for the Colts in Jacksonville. So like I see that and I automatically want to go to Jacksonville, but this is an unprecedented spot. I mean, this is this is as brutal as a spot that you'll ever see. It's like, I mean, you play the NBA or you play MLB, you typically want to fade those teams who come off of those long road trips, and this is pretty much it. So they're sitting fat, fat and happy after those two wins, and, you know, like, this is the spot to fade the Colts, but I, I just, I'm going to stay away from this one. I mean, all the professionals are on the um, the Colts here, I'm just, I just can't do it just because it's been such a house of horror. So yeah. you know, I'm,
1: I'm staying away. One of the things, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I, I think that there are some that might be overrating Gardner Minshew because he's the kind of guy, he's the perfect quarterback to come in in the middle of the game, and he's like a spark plug. He can keep your offense alive. But it's a totally different story, Raheem, when you know he's going to be the starting quarterback. Now you get the game plan for Gardner Minshew rather than him just coming in like a like a firebug, you know. So it, to me, it's totally different. I don't think you can analyze Gardner Minshew the second quarter fill-in and Gardner Minshew the he you know he's going to be the starter all week.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with that, but it's you know it's tough because Gardner Minshew was such a better passer than Anthony Richardson, and I think that's what brings me pause. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at Gardner Minshew, 17 for EPA for play plus completion over expectation. Anthony Richardson is 29th. Um, you look at completion percentage. Gardner Minshew, 72% completion percentage. Anthony Richardson, 61. So, Anthony Richardson, he has that other element of being able to run the ball. and You know, with Shane Steichen, you know, they, they run that RPO. So, I think they're going to miss that. But I do think Minshew is, you know, he, he's kind of, a, he's just a better quarterback. So, um, this is tough for me. Um one thing I will add is that, you know, the, the Colts are getting some guys back so, um, on defense, so that should help them there. But um, I think it's Colts are pass just because of that. You know, this is such an unprecedented spot.
1: The Bucks are an interesting home dog. Off of a buy. it's plus three going up against Detroit. The Lions have looked amazing. Maybe the market's going to go a little wild on the Lions. Is there is there a sharp move to be made on Tampa?
0: Oh. This is tough. Um so Mike Mike Evans has a hamstring injury. Um and I think that's really gonna hurt them. Um you know, this this line staying steady at like, you know, three, three and a half. I really like this Lions team. I i love, love this Lions team. And they're supposed to get um Amon Ross St. Brown back. Um, I think that's gonna help them a lot. Um um obviously you know, when you look at the secondary with the Bucks, they're getting some guys that I'm looking at this as Lions or pass um, just because I'm really not buying what we've seen from Baker Mayfield. You look throughout his career. He struggled against the Blitz, and for whatever reason this year, he's been dominant against it. And I just think that the Lions, that pass rush, they should be able to get to Baker Mayfield and cause some problems, especially if Mike Evans is out. You want to look for the status of him. If he's not playing, I might find myself on the Lions.
1: Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals woke up big time last Sunday I was on Arizona took a bad loss there um, I just thought Joe Burrow hadn't looked right well he's back uh, they're now three point favorites going up against Seattle at home does that line feel right to you and is the has the market corrected to Joe Burrow being all the way back or, or is it sort of a slow process
0: um, I'm not sure he's all the way back <laughs> I think that's the thing Um I think that's the tough thing. I mean, for me, I would be looking to back Seattle in this spot. I think when I look at Seattle, um, I mean, like, like when you look at this, this Bengals defense, what did they do against Josh Dobbs last week? They still struggled. So this wasn't the Bengals defense we've seen in the past. Um, Higgins is still a question mark. Um, I think Burrow played played well last week, but I, I think this is probably an over adjustment. I would probably, um, take Seattle with three. There's also some weather issues in that game as well.
1: All right, that's something to pay attention to. It seems like that's going to impact a lot of games this weekend. Raheem Palmer, betting analyst from The Ringer. You can subscribe to his podcast, The Ringer Gambling Show, and make sure you find him on Twitter at I am Rastradamus. Raheem, you are uh, your plate is full these days with everything that's in front of you, but you're crushing it as always. We love to see it. Enjoy the rest of your week, my friend. No doubt. Yeah, I have a good one. Back with more in the zone after this. Now, now, now. your chance to win one thousand dollars.
0: Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Deposit. That's deposit.
1: Enter it now. Looking at a slow ride on I four right now as you travel east.